0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Hi, this is Dr. Andy Barlow with the Chiropractic Physician Center of Tupelo and author of the number one bestseller, The Code Breaker. Are you sick and tired of the medical merry-go-round? Are you looking for a potential solution to your health problem? Be sure and listen to our podcast, The Codebreaker. Welcome in on the evening, not evening, it's, a, it's the afternoon still as we record this, but on the day before, I guess I should say, a huge game, a huge game in Oxford, between Arkansas and Ole Miss. I'm Michael Borke. He's Steven Gagliano. It's great to be with you. We will do the two questions thing and also give our picks for the game. Again, Ole Miss-Arkansas coming up. Huge game. There's some injury stuff to get to, though, and we'll start there. So we know that Jonathan Mingo is not going to play. Doesn't sound like Jacob Springer is going to play, but let's preface this conversation by saying all of this is... I think, or somebody is reporting that they're hearing. Nobody has confirmed any of this yet. Not that I've seen. Maybe I'm wrong, but not that I have seen. Mingo's out. No word on Springer. I would assume he's not playing, but I could we be s- wrong.
1: We still don't even know what that injury is. I don't know. I have no idea. Usually you'll um, get at least a, a little bit out there of, oh, it again, upper, lower body kind of injury, but nothing like that No, so
0: I mean, far. Kiffin was asked about it this week, and all he said is we hope he plays. Well, <laughs> Thanks, Late. <laughs> I understand why they do it. I, I'm certainly not making fun, but it leads to a lot of speculation. Uh, there's reporting out there that Caleb Warren will n- not be playing for at least a few weeks, uh, possibly going to be back by the end of the month, but not available on Saturday. Again, I have not seen anybody confirm that. I, I could have missed it. And that, that doesn't report, sound like he's playing.
1: No, that report from 24 from 7, I believe. Said it was surgery to repair three damaged ligaments in one ankle, and for him to be available by the end of October, which is what they said. That's pretty remarkable.
0: Don't uh, sh- shit! I'm not a doctor. <laughs> um, don't they go in sometimes, and especially for positions like that, where there's not a whole lot of cutting and stuff like that? Um, what do they call it? Like a scope, where they go in there and clean up yeah, some damage, just
1: flush it out, basically? Yeah. Ugh.
0: Maybe that's what's going on here, but <laughs> Makes won't be me a playing little tomorrow. To think about, but there's some talk that potentially, again, potentially, possibly, maybe, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, but it sounds like, at least according to some, there may not be Jerry and Ely tomorrow either. That's the big one, and there could even be more. I mean, who yeah. knows? <laughs> I, I mean, all this stuff is is hidden. So, if all of that is true, if no Caleb Warren, if no Jerry and Ely, if no Jacob Springer shorthanded Ole Miss team going into this very, very important game, especially the Warren thing. I, I don't mean to diminish Jerry and Ealy because I think he's a complete player. I think he can play at the next level. Uh, they haven't quite unleashed him yet, and I think in, that was in part because of who they were playing and how the games went the first three weeks, and last week they couldn't unleash anybody at all. Um, but they can sustain an injury in that room. By default, they're going to have to give Snoop Connor more carries, which is a great thing because yeah, was, he needs more carries.
1: That was so. going to be a key to this game, regardless of Ely's status. That's something that we talked about earlier this week: is that you have to get Snoop Connor more involved. So now he will be. Now, if,
0: of, if this is true, <laughs> if if Ely happens to miss, and and I guess it's concussion, right? That's, that's the, what
1: they said: concussion protocol.
0: May or may not see him. If you don't, Snoop Connor's going to get more carries, and I think that's a good thing. Uh, and then Ely comes back, and you got the deepest running back room you've had in a long time, uh, all healthy again. But you can sustain an injury there and be just fine. I think we'll Miss, I was asked earlier today in an interview, what if they're without Jerry Neely, what does that mean? Well, I don't think that really means all that much for this offense because the two guys behind him are also, uh, I mean, just really good backs, solid, whatever you want to call them. It's. I don't think there's a drop-off behind Ely to the next guy like we saw with Mingo to the next guy. There's a drop-off. I, I, just, I don't feel that in the running back room. Without Warren, though, it's an offensive line that struggled a week ago, that's kind of struggled all year. Now you wonder what the heck they're going to do. Yeah, and uh, you
1: look at a guy like the South Carolina transfer that they brought in, what,
0: two days before the Something season like started? Something like A couple we days talked about... camp, yeah. right? He, he was pre-camp, wasn't he? Or during or was camp? He? I feel like it was a, later in the process for sure, but yeah. he had some practice time before the
1: season began. Okay, so Jordan Rhodes is his name, or a freshman, uh true freshman, stepping into, again, a huge game, a huge moment, and try to gel with, you know, four other guys on an established offensive line. I think that really could throw a wrench into this whole thing.
0: Yeah, and not good timing because Arkansas's front six is quite good, not near as good as the one you saw last weekend, but. It, it depends on how you look at it. I mean, I mean, Arkansas is going to run a very similar defense that Ole Miss does. Lane Kiffin said this week that Ole Miss was inspired to switch by Arkansas. <laughs> Ironically enough.
1: It's a so, copycat
0: league, just like
1: the NFL. If it yeah. works for one team, other teams are going to adopt it. And, and kudos to Ole Miss for recognizing that they had to make that kind of switch.
0: If Arkansas actually does the 3-2-6 look that people keep talking about, With or without Caleb Warren, Ole Miss should have success running the football. And if they don't, it's going to be a long day. Yep, I think so. And we'll we'll get to – what's the segment called? Two questions. Okay,
1: yeah. I'll I'll tease that. That could have something to do with one of my answers to the two questions.
0: Two questions. Well, we can go there. We'll go – but that's the injury update, essentially. Uh, It could be – it could be bad. It could be less bad, just depending on who's right and all that. I don't know. It, That's it is, the
1: official stance of this podcast. Could be bad, could be good, depending on who's right. That's yeah, our injury and, stance. We don't
0: know. <laughs> I, I understand why they do it. Truly I do. But I mean, is
1: our Isn't that isn't clearing it up though, wouldn't that be better than speculation? I'm in that camp of I would rather clear it up, let people know, at least vaguely what's going on with injuries rather than just letting people kind of speculate out there.
0: Yeah. Because th- that, that can be like dangerous. Like letting parents way. break the news on Facebook?
1: Yes. You know? That's not a good thing. It, and it's dangerous sometimes to let people speculate because that ends up in wild places that uh, that you don't necessarily want to be. So I if I was a head coach, I never will be, spoiler alert, but uh, that's how I would handle it. I would at least give some kind of update.
0: We should do it. Like the NFL. If the NFL can function with public injury reports, so can college football. Yep. I mean, come on. <laughs> but, but anyway, um, I understand why they do it. As long as they don't have to do it, uh, then I get why uh, Kiffin and company do not. So there's a lot of if possible, maybe, I don't know, but uh, it's possible the injury bug has, uh, has hit Ole Miss in this game. Before we get to two questions, I want to remind you the podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is the website. If you're looking for office technology, if you're in the market for any kind of office technology, this is the place to do it. ABSMS.com, again, is the website. You tell them we sent you, they'll give you a complimentary office technology assessment, anything from copiers and printers to mail machines, voiceover, Uh, phone systems, cloud storage, data security, all that office technology stuff that you have a guy in your office that really handles that, and you just kind of use it once he's done with it. (laughs) Those are the people that can help you out, absms.com. Also, LB's just across from Kroger and University Avenue. Go by and see Greg and tell him we sent you. Going to be a tough grilling weekend if you're going to the game, but the weather's going to be stunning. So maybe on your victory Sunday after an Ole Miss win, you can get something to put on the grill because 86 and sunny, is the temperature on Sunday, partly cloudy, high of 86 tomorrow as How well. How do people like summer
1: more than fall? Because they're is, crazy. Summer is a child's season. You like summer when you're a child because you get out of school. And you go to
0: the pool. And- yeah.
1: Summer when you're an adult means nothing. You don't get time off because it's the summertime, unless you're a teacher. I get mad at Taylor all the time because she is a teacher, and I'm really jealous with that. But – it makes no sense. If you're an adult, your favorite season is fall.
0: In at least my it opinion. should be.
1: Yeah, it should be. The best weather, football season. It's not unbearably hot outside for no reason. Like, even
0: right now, it would be better to go to the beach. Yeah. It'd be better Less to go people. now. Less people and it's not 100 degrees. Hey. Cheaper, probably. Yo, Everything's no doubt. better in fall.
1: Yeah. That's what you learned here today. That's what you learned here
0: today. Go by and see Greg at LB's and tell him we sent you. Best that place too. in Mississippi to get your meat. All right. Ole Miss absolutely must do what if they want to beat Arkansas tomorrow?
1: They have to force Arkansas out of their drop eight. We talked about that some the other day. They have to run the ball effectively, force Arkansas to bring guys up, and that's going to open up everything else for Matt Corral. Not that he can't throw against drop eight. I think he's learned a ton from last year when he threw six interceptions in this matchup. But I think that will make it much easier for this Ole Miss offense to operate if they force Arkansas out of their drop eight.
0: Yeah, mine is essentially the exact same thing. They have to be able to run the football. Um, You know, I love Matt Corral. I think he's fantastic. You guys hear it all the time. I am extremely high on the Ole Miss quarterback. But if you can't establish the run in this game, it's going to be a long day. It's going to be a really long day. Uh, the Ole Miss offensive line has to be better this week. They have to control the line of scrimmage, especially if you're getting a 3-2-6 look. Staying on schedule, establishing the run, getting Arkansas to play downhill some because the numbers look good. Arkansas' secondary is gettable. They are absolutely gettable, but you have to bring you have to get them to load the box before you can beat them over the top. Because they're if they're able to control the line of scrimmage with five on your five. It's going to be a long day. So yep. establish the run for Ole Miss. With or without Jerry and Ely, doesn't matter. Establish the run if you're going to win this game. What can they absolutely not do?
1: Oh, so it's one thing.
0: Okay. This one is thing.
1: A, all right. I had another one. Oh, oh bring it. All right. Uh, they have to wrap up on defense. That's something we saw yes. a week ago that was an yes. issue. Uh, they were in great position
0: last right. week and Just, didn't make plays. Exactly. Sometimes, anyway.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so you got to make the plays when they're there to be had. And I wrote down, especially wrapping up on K.J. Jefferson. Kiffin mentioned it, that a guy at 6'3", nearly 250 pounds, you're not tackling him with a shoulder or anything like that. You have to wrap a guy like him up and bring him to the ground. So I thought it was an offense and defense one, so I went with both, but uh, that was my second quick what they have to do to win.
0: I like that. All right. Uh, What can they absolutely not do?
1: This kind of goes along with what you were saying about running the ball effectively. I put rush for less than 150 yards. I think if they rush for less than 150 yards, I think that this could very well be a loss. And that, you know, that could be an issue now with injuries on the offensive line, issues with the injury to Ely, if that's a thing. So I think that could be a storyline to look out for. And they also can't turn the football over. But I thought that one was a little obvious. Yeah, it's kind
0: of a given. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that one, though. They can. I mean, you can't have another six-interception game. Um, You can't give up big plays. I I think if Arkansas is moving the football and it's a three-yarder in a cloud-of-dust situation a la um, Woody Hayes' 1970s, then whatever. K.J. Jefferson is extremely inconsistent. I don't think he's consistent at all. The numbers bear that out, but he does have a good deep ball, and he can punish you on big plays like that. So I imagine Arkansas is going to try to establish the line of scrimmage and run right out Ole Miss. What you cannot do is get beat over the top when they do that. Uh, forcing him into short and intermediate throws is where he is at his worst. It's the big plays where he's gotten teams this year. He got Texas in that way. He got a in that way you got to limit big plays on defense because if you can do that, I don't think he is good enough to lead multiple 10, 12, 15 play drives in this game the same way I think Ole Miss is going to be able to score in this game. So if you limit big plays, I think you have a great chance at winning because, yes, Ole Miss has an injury on the offensive line and they've been pretty poor. Yes, they might have an injury in the running back room. Yes, Jonathan Mingo is not in the lineup. However, I will take as Chuck Oliver said it today, I was listening to him, and he was right. I'll take the uh, the call sheet and the quarterback all day. And I think Ole Miss, while Arkansas is very well coached, I think they've got a better call sheet and they've got a better quarterback. And so if you limit big plays, Ole Miss is better equipped to win this game with points because I think they are more consistent at the most important parts on the field, quarterback and call sheet. Yeah. I loved when Chuck, when Chuck Oliver said that. I was like, you, you're, that's why he's been on the radio for two decades in Atlanta. It's like, because he says stuff like that, and it takes me five minutes to say what he did in three words, that <laughs> quarterback or call things, sheet.
1: It sounds so simple when you hear someone else say
0: it. It's like, yeah. damn it, why didn't I Why think didn't I think of, that? think of that phrase right there? But <laughs> but he's right. I, it, I think Ole Miss is better equipped to win a scoring match than Arkansas, Uh, as long as you are not giving up big plays. Yep. And most of the big plays for Arkansas –
1: in the A and M game, came early in that game. Yeah, I think throughout the game, A and M figured it out. And then obviously, they don't have the offensive firepower to even keep up with an Arkansas team that was struggling in the second half of that game. So, if you can, yeah, like you said, if you can limit those plays, I think you're in really good shape.
0: Who's winning the game?
1: I think Ole Miss is winning the game. I I've, they're my pick, and I'm picking them with the spread. So the spread is five and a half. The last place I saw it. So I'm going with Ole Miss.
0: Score? You got a score? Cover the spread? Ole yeah. Miss uh, plus so, the five and a half, or minus the five and a half? I am going with the under. The, I have
1: I didn't write down an exact score prediction. For the Alabama game, I went back and realized that I said I'll take the over, and then the score prediction that I gave out did not add up to the over. Nailed so it. I ended up being right by accident on the under. Love that. Um, let's see. So if it's 66 and a half and I'm going with the under, I will go with... Ole Miss 31, Arkansas 17.
0: Wow. If Ole Miss holds Arkansas to 17, it's a hell of a day for that defense. They've got a lot to prove this Saturday, and I, I think they can. K.J. Jefferson's a good runner. Mm-hmm. He's a good athlete. He is not near as elusive as Bryce Young. Ole Miss had chances to make big defensive plays on Bryce Young in the backfield, and they just couldn't do it because Alabama – and him in particular, are are, are just out of this world. (laughs) And and
1: he's not even as elusive as Malik Cunningham. He's bigger than Malik Cunningham, and he's a different kind of athletic. So, you know, Ole Miss showed the ability to contain Cunningham in the opener, and I think they can contain K.J. Jefferson.
0: I think so, too. And so, yeah, I I think it's going to be a close game, high scoring, but uh, Ole Miss, the ability to score. Let me rephrase that. Ole Miss has a better ability to score more frequently with more consistency than that of Arkansas. I'm expecting a huge day from Corral. I know he's had this game circled. I know this is going to be different for him. Um, 38-28? Okay, so quick Ole Miss still gives up points. Arkansas still gets some yards, but Ole Miss scores. They're, so they're just going to be able to score, and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll take Ole Miss in the over.
1: I will say this, too. In my pick for the under, it goes both ways, whether Ole Miss wins or if Arkansas wins. If Arkansas wins, I think they'll try, as most teams do, to keep the ball away from Ole Miss. I don't think Arkansas necessarily wants to score on these one-play, two-play drives <laughs> because that gives the ball right back to Matt Corral. I think if they do grind the clock, it's going to be with a lot of running plays trying to force that old Miss defense to play more physical, which we haven't seen them do yet. So if they score, I think it'll be on long drives with an emphasis on running the football. I don't, like you said, I don't think KJ Jefferson can, you know, throw the ball 10 times on a long drive to get them down there. But I think Arkansas, you're always worried about their ability to run the ball if you're the opposing defense. I mean, so I think that, that went into my decision of going with the under. Yeah,
0: I hear you. So we'll find out uh, tomorrow, tomorrow morning. Yeah, bright and early. Bright and early tickets still available if uh, if you want to buy them. They are they are there. Still should be a pretty decent crowd though for a, a Saturday so. morning. Uh, and we'll be back here Monday to talk about that with you. We'll see you then. A super talk Mississippi media production.